Well, good morning, everyone. I want to welcome you to Wheat Among the Tares, our live program here every Wednesday morning at 9 o'clock Eastern Time here on Gethsemane Global Radio. And I appreciate you joining us this morning. Pastor Williamson, good morning to you. Yes, sir. Good morning to you, my brother, as well. All of you listening today, thank you for being on the program. Bless and have everybody aboard this morning. We want to go straight to our guest this morning, and that is Brother Jeff Kronz. Brother Jeff is with Fairhaven Home for Men in St. Stephen, South Carolina. And Brother Jeff drove up all the way from St. Stephen, South Carolina this morning. Brother Praise Jeff, welcome Lord. to the program. Good morning. Good morning. It's good to see you and glad to be here. Glad you have joined us here in the studio this morning. We want to talk about Fairhaven Home for Men. And uh, I know that that was a vision of Pastor Willis uh, for a number of years. Um, first of all, tell us a little bit about Number one, the history of Fairhaven Home for Men, and then we'll get into kind of how you became part of that ministry. Tell us a little bit about the history of Fairhaven to start with. Well, Life Baptist Church has helped men for over 30 years, and we did that one at a time. Uh, we would take them in, get them in church, get them a job, try and get transportation for them, get back and forth to work. But it never worked. And the reason it didn't work is because it wasn't a structured program. Sure. Uh, there wasn't a daily Bible study. wasn't a daily getting in the Word of God. It wasn't a, um, I guess you would, for better words, hound the men and be with the men and try and keep <laughs> yeah. your eye on the men. Mentor the men, yes. yes. Yeah. And so that wasn't done only because of time. The pastor had no time to do that. And so later um, – I was, of course, a missionary in Bulgaria for over eight years and served there in Bulgaria. And God began to close doors in Bulgaria. And I was really wondering, what, what am I supposed to do? And so um, after much counsel, I came home. And um, when I got home, brother, I was going to go pastor. And Pastor Will said, I've had something on my heart for 30 years, and I want to present it to you and talk to you about it. So we talked, and when we talked, he he simply said, "We and, and at that time he said, We're, we, I want to take in men that have drug problems, alcohol problems, homeless, just men that are down on their luck and try and help yeah. them yes. in, in that um, situation. And we, we want to do that with 40 men. And uh, so I said, you can forget it, Brother Jeff. Is, I'm not even interested. I'm not. I'm really not. And I don't I not mind helping people. I want to help people. I want to be a blessing to people, but um, I wasn't interested in that. And so he said, well, and he's been my pastor 35 years, and he said, pray about it. I said, okay, Amen. I'll pray about it. And he, So I went to leave, and he said, wait, wait, wait. I said, what? He said, I, w I want you to pray about it. And I said, I said I would. He said, no, I'm talking about seriously pray about it. So I did. Amen. And um, so I went home I, 51 days after I got home from Bulgaria. And I was home by myself, and I was praying. And that morning I said this. I, I said, Lord, I know we live by faith. And, you know, fleeces are a thing really yeah. it's, it's sure. questionable <laughs> yeah and so i said but i'm gonna give a fleece and i said if you could just send somebody by to ask for help it would help me know the will of god because of this i i knew this type of ministry is 24 hours a day seven days a week 365 yeah, exactly. days a year you're on call all the time and so i said i got to know the will of god 
And so I said that very thing. I said, I, I'm going to leave a fleece out. If you'd send somebody by to ask for help, that would just help me know the direction of God's will. Amen. And so I left home, went to the church. Pastor and I were going to a fellowship meeting together. And I got to the church, walked in the fellowship hall, and a man was standing. This sounds wacko. <laughs> it really wasn't wacko. I walked in the fellowship hall. This man standing at the preacher's door, knocking on the door. Preacher opens the door. The man said this, I've been sleeping in my car for eight days. I hadn't anything to eat in eight days. He said, can you all help me? Wow. So, I, of course, I said, we, we've been doing this 30 years. So I took him over to the room we had. I got him some food. I walked back to the preacher's office. When I walked in, Pastor Will said, you're, you aren't going to believe what I just prayed. I said, Preacher, you're not going to believe what I prayed. Amen. <laughs> and so he said, I was on my knees in my office, and I said, God, if you want us to start a ministry to help men, I want you to send somebody by to ask for help. He said, I didn't get the words out of my mouth, and the man was knocking wow. on the door. Praise God. Well, I know this. The Word of God says this. We're two agree. Yes. Yeah. Amen. And, and so we, and God brought it together before our eyes. And Pastor Will said this. He said, uh, if that wasn't an answer to prayer, then yeah. there's no use to pray about anything else. That's he right. said, God exactly. truly showed us that Fairhaven Home for Men was birthed. Amen. And so that's when we begin. And, of course, we came up with a name out of Acts, Acts 27, where Paul gets in that shipwreck, or just that before is. he gets in the Arachidon, uh, he – the Bible says this. The Bible said they went to a place called Fair Havens. That's right. And uh, much destruction because they left there. They should yes. have stayed. Yes, sir. Um, and that's that's why we – that's the verse we used for our that's name tremendous. of our home, Fair Haven Home for Men. Pastor, have you not noticed uh, – uh, even that, that says a lot right there, that God certainly is vitally interested not only in uh, – foreign mission fields and, and we get that in our minds a lot of times about yeah. the fact of foreign mission fields and that's where we need to focus our efforts yeah. pastor have has not the mission field here in america has it not gone lacking uh because of maybe some of this thought that we've considered and focused on foreign field is that not the case yeah, sure i think that i think that we can forget jerusalem Judea, Samaria, sometime, yeah. and and just look to the uttermost parts of the of the world, and the Lord wants us to take care of home missions, take care of what's around us, the ministries put us around, the people He's put us around, the the place He's put us, and then from there reach out. And I think it's just something that, and of course, there's a need. I mean, you can you can look in the world anywhere. There's a that's need. right. Yeah, amen. there's a need. But if you're not going to be burdened about the need that's around you it's it's a false burden in a sense to look out there these people you don't even know and then you can't be burdened with what's at your hands that's right well that's and right. i remember we had a couple of uh, our recent interviewers uh interviewees should i say and uh, and both of them uh said that their burden for foreign missions started with what was right at hand yes and uh and brother Krantz, i know that from the standpoint of some of the quote and i'll use the quote for forgotten people mm -hmm. yeah. uh here in the united states we know that the 
that drug abuse and uh, the alcohol situation is absolutely, and I'll use the word devastating, yeah. to the families here in America. Pastor, you and I know that very, oh, well. very well. So that's a kind of for forgotten aspect of things. And when somebody, when, when the Lord burdens somebody to take up that aspect, and I had to think about what you just said, it's a 24-hour day, seven-day, 365-day-a-week situation. <clears throat> and I know probably the burden of your heart was, man, do I want to step into this arena yeah. and the battle that was there in your mind, but yet how God so answered that prayer for you. Um, let's back up a little bit. Bulgaria, you were there for eight years. Yes. Your ministry there, and what prompted the Lord's moving you to here? I um, I went to Bulgaria in 2001, um, was able to raise my support in 13 months, got to the field, started Amen. work, started language school. Um, awful. <laughs> I, I wouldn't wish the yeah, curse of trying to learn a foreign language on anybody, especially yeah. Bulgarian or Russian. Yeah. Um, but that it, it was tough. I had a – I just tell this just a filler. How about that? But uh, I had the worst language teacher in the world. She hated me. She would beat on the table every day at me, scream at me. She she said, she told me and my wife one day, she said, if you weren't sitting on that end of the table, I'd pull your ears and slap your face. <laughs> it was awful, awful. But I did learn the language and yeah. and were able, able to start some um, churches. I started a church in Bonkia, Bulgaria, which was probably 15, 20 minutes outside the capital city. And we were there, I, I guess, about five or six years worth working with those people, and then um, got a burden for a, a place that was two and a half hours away. Um, and I would preach at one in the morning on Sunday morning, then drive down and, and uh, have services in the other, and usually get home at two o'clock in the morning. And yeah. I did that for some period of time, and were able to get those two works um, started. And then I helped uh, another missionary that was there. His name was Jeff Stewart. And Jeff started gypsy work, and I helped him with that gypsy work. But um, enjoyed my time there, loved it. Uh, matter of fact, I contribute my children turning out like they did because we did go to the mission field. Yeah, um, just It was a bond with our family because we, we didn't have anybody else. And so we enjoyed our time there. It was great. So the Lord Amen. used that mightily in your life did. to, to did. help train you for later things. He did. I tell you, because of that, my church in Bonkia uh, was full of, full of alcoholics and drug addicts. Uh, that's wow. all, about all I had in, in my church in <laughs> yeah. Bulgaria. And I, I'm wondering why, why am I trying to reach these people, but God was training me for what he would do later. Amen. Amen. We have noticed, <clears throat> Pastor, I know that, um, that, and we've talked about this from the standpoint of what the Lord does in bringing people 
in a journey for the lack of another term there and journeys them through sort of like the journey in the wilderness how god brought israel through different points and and tried them in various things and god does that in our lives and uh, and brings us through various trials tribulations and in different situations different locations if you would and uh so brother kronz with that in mind and and god brought you from bulgaria back here and you've shared the story <clears throat> excuse me of uh, of just the direct answers to prayer yeah. and um i know you probably had to stand there in amazement and uh and and listen to pastor willis tell you what he had prayed and then y'all both shared and if i know him he probably just raised his hand and hollered <laughs> glory to god uh, i'm sure he probably did and uh from that point um Fairhaven was birthed, as you said. It was, and um, uh, from there, the 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 ministry continued to expand a little bit at a time. How did that expansion happen? Well, of course, we started. Um, the first man that I got, I got out of prison. Um, went to the prison, picked him up on March the first, two thousand ten. Um, and housed him in the same facility that we had used for 30 years with those men. Um, then I second, third, fourth, fifth came, and uh, we, we had to expand, put in some walls. We put the back of our Sunday school building, a wall in the back of our Sunday school building to block it off. And then we put rooms back there and bathroom and fixed it all where they, you know we could use it. We even got um, some campers, donated two campers. And so at that time we had five, presently we have six beds at that facility. And so, and then we use the church's kitchen, we use the church's fellowship hall, we have our Bible studies every day in the fellowship hall. Yeah. Um, and inconvenience, but to start. And because, um, you know, people want to come to the church and use the church and sometimes they can't because the men are there and it just, just, a good place and thankful for uh, it, but just yeah. it's better to move on. Yes, certainly. And uh, so we did that for 12 years. We've, we've used that facility for 12 years, and we've seen 125 men go through the ministry in that um, time. And I always say this, I helped 125 men directly, but we've helped hundreds indirectly. Yes, sir. Because uh, I understand this after 12 years of working with these type of men. If you don't help them within a week, uh, you've lost them. Yeah, They're certainly. gone. Yeah. They're going to be back to where they were. That that um, burden or that will to get right and get their hearts cleaned up lasts a short period of time. And the drug begins to call them or the alcohol begins to call them again and drag them back yes. through the muck and mire of this world. So I have tried to help men find places. So um, I've sent them several. I've got several different networks of homes that I sent them to. Uh, women, children, young boys, young girls. I get calls all the time. I probably get at least at least fifteen calls a week. Yeah. From all over the nation, people seeking help, 
and I try if I can't help them I try and get them somewhere yeah because there's times that that you just couldn't take anymore no. now you know and then you're getting calls and you won't help these people but you don't have the wherewithal or the facility that's right so and then because several times that I had guys that's right you know sent the crossroads you know yep. rescue mission and, right. and then there's times that they couldn't house anybody and I sent them so, to you and then right. vice versa and then to the mission in Charlotte I think it yes, was sir. that you we sent some guys because yep. you just you know so brother Jeff's been very instrumental in helping guys that couldn't get help there find help somewhere that's right and which you know as also takes a lot of time as well it does, <laughs> yeah. it does. Yeah. I, and, and the jails you know probo, probation and parole for South Carolina knows me they send people to me they call me all the time so pastor the uh the ministry in and of itself that Brother Krantz and Fairhaven is involved in, such a sorely needed situation in our day, yeah. um, especially uh, getting among the young younger people now. We used to tend to think that maybe this affected, uh, at least from the alcoholic side of things, the much older generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is not the case no. anymore. Um, formerly in law enforcement myself, I used to see um, a, a lot of the drug addiction situation was the younger and younger and younger generation. Yeah. And I think now it is probably a rampant, uh, if we could use that term. Pastor, the, the ministry of Fairhaven and others that you mentioned, um, the, the crux of, of what to deal with and how to deal with that. Um, Brother Jeff mentioned you need to get them within the first week. What do they need? What does that individual need to hear initially? Yeah, well, what, what happens, and I think, let's see if we agree on this, for what I've seen from, you know, all the years of helping men, myself, getting them places, helping them here, most of the time when they come in, if all they get is a bed, a shower, and food, and just a little bit of counsel for about three days, they're ready to run again. Exactly they are ready to roll. They've yeah. got their they've got their rest. They got their fix. They got yeah. their yeah. you know, I mean, man, they you know, they're and and you see that over and over and over and over. I mean what they and they need they have to have that 24-hour accountability. Yeah, they they have to. And even in that three days, you know, everything seems to be better for them. There's there's so much struggle going on. They have to have the counsel. They have to have, have, to have the Word of God every day yeah. dealing with their soul. And what you'll find, uh, and I know that Brother Jeff deals with this, but many times they come, they won't, they won't help for a bed, food, yeah. and try to get off drugs, but they don't want Jesus. No. They really don't. They don't want the Bible. No. Man, they don't want to be, t- they don't want to be rebuked. No. They don't, they don't even, they know their alcohol's wrong. They don't mind dealing with that a little bit or the drugs, you know, that's the issue, but all the other sins that they're enjoying, don't yeah. deal with that. They yeah. did not come here for that. <laughs> exactly you know, and that's right. what you're dealing with. So immediately you're confronted with pride, you're yeah. confronted with arrogancy, yeah. you're confronted with, and then how they've always responded 
to anger. If they don't like what somebody says, they just up and leave. They don't care if they have to walk 20 miles down the road to get the next fix, get away from it. And their life is full of destruction. So you're trying to keep men not just from destroying themselves from alcohol and drugs, but all the other bad habits that they have formed through their pride. You're wrestling every Every bit of that. And that is the frustrating part about the men. Sometimes, listen, you love love them, but I'm going to tell you what happens. Sometimes you want to just knock them out. That's that's exactly (laughs) right. Uh, so you exactly talk about right. that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It is. It is a struggle because you are dealing with all that. Yeah. And I just say this: if they're if they're on drugs or alcohol, there's a reason they're on drugs or alcohol. You know, people say, "Well, they're in bondage to drugs or alcohol." No, they're in bondage to something else, and that's got them on drugs. Yeah. You know, it was a when they were a teenager, it was a recreational party yeah yeah but later it began to show habits that they had and rebellion in their heart and pride and issues that they don't want to be accountable uh and all those issues bring them to the place that they are i I give one example i had a man that was in the home um it was an older man and he got help he was with me for five years and uh he had some things that went on when he was seven and eight years old that I had to deal with to get him over the hump of he was a heroin addict for 40 years. Wow. So it wasn't the heroin. It was the issue when he was seven and eight yeah. that I had to deal with to be able to get over that <clears throat> and um, to get to get him some help. The Excuse me. The uh, That very point that you're dealing with there. Of the deep spiritual rooted problems, and I want to say there is a lot of of programs that, Pastor, as you so aptly put it, deal with the surface matters, but they don't want to invest the time in order to deal with the matters of the heart. Yeah. And really, that is, to me, that is the difference in the ministry that I would say that the Lord mightily uses to change men's lives, as opposed to, as we used to say in law enforcement, three hots and a cot, mm-hmm. okay? Um, the depths of dealing with individuals, I can say in my own life, um, God has been I've been saved for 20 plus years now and the Lord is he deals with me every day about stuff sure so you you force that upon a ministry that is trying to help men not only just with a physical addiction yeah. but also with the aspect of the spiritual which is really where the crux of the problem lies yeah, that's exactly right and uh, and when you start dealing with that and if you don't and I don't want to use the word I'll use the word patience because brother Jeff you could probably you both of you guys could probably yeah. say you know what it's like to minister to to people and to have patience with them and his pastor said a while ago he'd rather just knock them out sometime which is his, that's an honest that's an honest yeah. comment uh, but just the longevity there's there's the word the longevity of dealing with people yeah. and wanting to do that um, God has to give you a heart for that, does he, he does. not? He does. When I first started, um, I was of the knockout persuasion. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I've had to learn to be patient <laughs> yeah. and work with them where they're at. You know, some men um, get help quicker than others. I mean, if you're in 
first grade and you're learning how to read some of those students learn pick it up real quick some don't exactly and uh so it's the same way with this situation some men pick it up quicker than others you know some of them see the need is spiritual and not physical and and i get a lot you know i get a lot of men that when they walk in the door i need this and 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 oh wait a minute have it figured out yeah (laughs) i say what you need is to get in the bible and you need to get in my classes, and you need to sit and listen. That's what you need. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Because that's what's transforming here, even Shepherd's Disciples, the guys that we have. Man, I love them. And uh, they get saved, and that's where you said it fell apart. Yeah. Those guys would get saved, but you yeah. didn't have a place for them. That you couldn't disciple them every day, put the scripture in them. That's right. You know, not being in church every single service, being in yeah. revival meetings, and yeah. just and getting the Word of God in them. Yeah. I mean, get and disciple them, make them study that Bible, read that bible devotionals in the morning and that is what makes a difference getting them grounded in the scripture that's the longevity well and pastor that should be good for everybody every christian there for sure we should be in our bible every day uh brother krantz um what is happening currently at Fairhaven with regard. I know you have gone through a lot of a building project. In fact, some of our folks they did. have come down and helped, and helped bang a nail or two down there. Um, currently, what's going on with Fairhaven? Where are um, things at? Friday, they're coming to do the final inspection, um, and I'm happy to have that finished. After many years. <laughs> seven and a half years of yeah. work. We Seven and a half years ago, we poured the footers for the foundation, uh-huh. and it has been a constant um, for me and, and some others, I got churches to help. That took time because of schedules and trying to yeah. work people in to get volunteer labor to do it. Um, I am trying to think the only thing that we really paid for as far as labor was concerned was the metal roof, the cement on the floor, and the, and the siding on the outside. Everything else was volunteer labor. And some of that was... Um, wonderful we had good fellowship enjoyed our time together and just had a great time when when your when your people came we we had a great time yeah, except it, it was, was 115 great. degrees it was hot man it was hot <laughs> but when brother jeff says that you know not from the times that i was there even though groups come in to labor brother jeff was there the whole time laboring working getting doing so this isn't like you know, bring guys in and I stand around my suit and tie and supervise. No, Brother Jeff was in the trenches the whole time. Amen. All that process. Amen. And I enjoyed it. Yeah. I did. Yeah. A well, lot of, a lot of work, though. It was a lot of work. Yeah. It really was. It's a 6,500 square foot building. It'll house 16 men. I had it set up so it would house um, 18 men. But when you walked in the dorm room, there were two bunk beds on both sides, and you really felt like you were overwhelmed. Yeah. So I took those two bunk beds out and put single beds on each side of the door. So when you walk in, it it does feel different. And, yeah, certainly. And uh, so I did that. It reduced me two beds, but I think it's worth it. But yeah. um, we got a commercial kitchen. We got a commercial um, laundry room, a supervisor's room that somebody can stay there and watch the men at night. Um, a, a nice big room in the uh, middle where the, I got living room furniture for them to sit. It's beautiful. And um, a, a big long 20 foot table um, that where 20 men can sit and eat supper. And we're not, 
I, I, I'm getting away from the concept of prison. They're not in prison. These men are not in prison. They come yeah. there voluntarily. Exactly. Uh, and I want to treat them as such. Um, we're not behind bars. We're not walking through with a tray and getting our meal and go to the table. We're sitting down. And we're putting bowls on the table to eat like a family. Amen. Um, Amen. It's just Amen. a better atmosphere. I think sure. it'll be a better atmosphere for them. Um, they're not in bondage. They're there to get help and get freed up from being in bondage. Amen. And, Amen. Um, got a conference room, my office. Um, just, just a really, really God. God has done it, and um, from the dirt that's underneath the foundation. <laughs> From the dirt to the ceiling, everything, God just put it all together. All the sheetrock was donated, $25,000 worth of sheetrock yeah, donated. Amen. Paint, all $5,000 worth of paint donated. The table, I just talked about the table. Susan McGill, or Susan Howard now, yeah. Susan Howard called me. Her brother was in the home nine years ago, got help. Um, Mark died of um, liver cancer. I got to preach his funeral, preached out of Ecclesiastes, where it said, wow. better is the end of a thing than the beginning there. Yes, yeah, exactly. And uh, she called me. She said, what are you doing? I said, I'm trying to buy some stuff and figure out for appliances and the kitchen table. And she said, I'm interested in the table. And uh, I said, well, I'm looking for a 20-foot table and uh, chairs. And she said, I'll buy the table. So she bought Amen. the table. Praise so the it's just been that way all the way through. God supplied the need. Because I oftentimes feel guilty when you walk in the building and you say, this is a beautiful building. But God provided. Yes. He, he's the one Amen. that sent it in to build it. it sure. Insulation. Yeah. I needed insulation. So we were spraying the roof with uh, spray foam insulation. And I prayed, and I said, God, if you'd send the money in, I'd do the walls, too, because I didn't have the money to do that. I was going to yeah. put regular insulation in yeah. the walls. And I said, I asked the man that was doing the spraying, I said, you reckon how much it would cost to do the walls? He said, oh, probably $10,000, $11,000. I prayed, asked God, put, you know, if you could supply the need yeah. and a man called me and said i got ten thousand dollars i want to invest in the home what could i use it for i said how about spray foam <laughs> amen and uh, glory cab <laughs> cabinets a man in uh at brother uh, finney's called and said i want to build the cabinets for the home but i can't supply the material but i can supply the labor yeah and um and he i said how much how much material he said five thousand dollars i should be able to build everything for five so two weeks later, a man calls, a businessman calls um, out of Welch Creek Baptist Church, calls and says, I got $5,000 I'd like to invest. What can I invest it in? I said, how about cabinets? Amen. And I got those Amen. two together, and they built the cabinets, and he paid for them. Amen. And just Praise one God. thing after another, God supplied the need. Amen. He does. He does. The Lord. I thought about the temple and how beautiful it was. Uh, it must have been and how God laid it out for yes. David and them and how it was constructed and the beauty of it. And then, brother, there's absolutely nothing wrong with things being beautiful no, for the Lord, for be. sure. Yeah. But I'm thankful that out of the beauty of that building, that God brings the beauty of holiness into men's lives yes, and changes them. Pastor, as is our custom here on Weed Among the Tears, we always pray with those who are our guests. And... Um, well, Jeff Kronz, it's been a blessing to have you this morning with us. And a Pastor, would like for you yeah. to pray with I would, Brother And I, I know this would take just a couple extra minutes before I do, but 
there may be somebody listening and even local that wants to be involved in the program yeah. describe describe your forum so we we um we get up every morning we have devotion i um i call it practicality in proverbs whatever day of the month it is that's the proverb we read then we go back and highlight those and what's really affecting the men right now um then i do a bible study each morning after that um we spend about an hour i guess um each morning with the men in the word of god and then we go to work uh, the bible said if you don't work you don't eat amen those men can't work outside of Fairhaven, but they work for Fairhaven for 90 days and really that helps me understand if they're serious and do they want to work if yes, a man sir. doesn't want to work you can't help him no sir um he's got to get that in him mm-hmm. he's got to learn yes. to work so we work them uh, that's cutting grass pressure washing whatever and then when that day is over we come back together and a different preacher comes each night or a, a man in our church um, that may not be a preacher so layman comes in and has a bible study with them um, i have one night a week i do uh, the other men come on the other nights and have bible study and that's basically the program you say that's all that's it oh, the that's word of god so the word of god in their heart amen. and it'll take the word of god to change proverbs says this proverbs says you can put a man in a pestle take a pestle yep. and put him in a mortar and beat him half beat to him. death and you're not going to change him what's going to change it it takes the word of god to change a man amen, amen. that amen. is it so that is basically our program for 90 days. After that, I have a second program. I help them get a job, find a place to live, give them a budget, and watch them for another year. Amen. So, Amen. Bless wonderful, the Lord. Wonderful. Amen. It's been good to have you today. It's been a blessing to be there. here. Praise sure the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for, uh, Lord, the blessing of this ministry and what a blessing it's been to me and, uh, Lord, to so many, and so many has gotten help there. Thank you for Brother Jeff, and I know that, uh, Lord, coming from the mission field with a big question mark, God, what now? And trying to find direction, and thank you for how you prepared him for this ministry, and Lord, for Brother Willis and his vision, and then became their vision together, and all the work. And Lord, thank you for all the churches and all the people that gave, Amen. And that labored, and that became a part of this ministry to see it come to fruition, to see it happen. Pray now that you'll bless as they uh, get their final inspection yes. and move into that building. Lord, what a what a great long day waited for. And I pray that you'll bless the ministry there. May yes. men's lives be changed, marriages put back together, yes. children get their daddy back in their life. Lord, men become uh, vital parts of local churches. And Lord, uh, Lord, men called to preach and serve yes. and uh, just so much that I know that you want to do. And thank God we know that you can do it. And we pray your blessings on this ministry now. In Jesus Christ's name we ask it. Amen. 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 Brother Jeff Krantz, Director of Fairhaven. Home for Men. Thank you so much for joining us this thank morning. It's been a blessing. And thank you for listening in this morning. We trust that what you've heard has been a help and a blessing to you. Trust that you will pray for Brother Krantz. Pray for Gethsemane Global Radio. Thanks again for joining us.